0: to the RunnerX Podcast, where we talk about all things running. As many runners know, it's 90% mental. So join Coach Valerie and Coach Caroline as we go through the mental side of running. Welcome back to the RunnerX Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Caroline, and I'm talking to Coach Valerie. Coach, you had a really good question this week, as I understand it, that I think is Probably a lot of us think it as we go out to run. Why is it that when I run a lower cadence, a lower than 180 cadence, or basically slower, I feel more comfortable? It feels maybe easier. I don't know if that's the right word. Why is that, that the lower cadence is seemingly more comfortable? And go with that for, like I'm saying seemingly, but I'm sure you can expand on that. Sure.
1: And I... (laughs) Well, this actually came up yesterday uh, with a group of our runners, and one thing I want to really get across, like from the get go, and this is a big, I guess, controversy in running, if you will. It's not that I want people to run at a certain cadence, like it's not a Valerie rule. It's just that they found that using around the one eighty is gives you the ability to use muscle elasticity, and when you okay, use so muscle elasticity, okay, let's let's say that again.
0: So this isn't some thing that Romanoff came up with, or you came up with, or it's part of the pose method. It's actual kind of, uh, uh, phyla- uh physiology,
1: right? Yes. It's the physiology
0: mm-hmm. that at right. one eighty is when muscle elasticity kind of takes over.
1: Well, the thing is, so when, so we'll, we'll geek out for just one second, guys, when you're <laughs> so why not, when your foot touches the ground touches down in running three, there's three primary forces at work. Number one is gravity. Number two is ground reaction force. And number three is muscle elasticity. If you do absolutely nothing and let the foot drop, it will drop under you. And those three forces work together. And then you, it's called finish the pull. And it's like, you know, your foot presses down and then you pull it up. In order for that to happen, like that's got to be done at a certain Tempo. And here's the challenge it's not at a certain tempo of your run, like it's not magically happening at a 10 minute mile. It's happening at your ability to pull your foot up at the right time. And here's the challenge with a lot of people we are running, most of us, by reaching or pushing. We see this in, in all of our runners that come in. So that means you have a relationship with the ground. So, really, what you're comfortable with is being on the ground. Right. So
0: when I'm comfortable being on the ground, what is that?
1: That means that because you've been kind of in your running, either thinking I'm supposed to push off the ground to really extend my stride, right? I'm I'm either pushing off my back foot, or I'm reaching with my front. We see many of our runners actually never have both feet in the air, which by definition is required for running. Not Again, not Valerie's definition. So what I challenge people is, what you're what you're telling me is comfortable or easier is actually more muscular work, but less um, cardiovascular. You see, that's okay. So that's what it is. So it's yeah. the perception that it's easier because you're not taxing
0: the cardiovascular system in your right. heart. Right. Uh, you're using your muscles. I loved what you said before we started this. You talked about the idea of. I control my foot. I control my placement, right? That whole control mm-hmm. freak mentality <laughs> that we feel like we want to control. Talk about that for a second because that really that resonated with me as a control freak myself. Right.
1: <laughs> well, and also guys, we're really taught, you know, I was too when I first started running, right? Control is action. And if I can mm-hmm. control my action, then I feel like I'm in control of my run. And for most of us when we go running, What's, what is your action for most of you? It's how many miles you're going to run, not how you're going to do it. So we place the action on the end result. So no matter, excuse me, no matter how we get there, the, the uh, satisfaction is we got there. Right. Right. When you and I kind of say that all the time, we see so many people, guys out there and they're like, it was so hard and the struggle (laughs) was there. And I pounded through it and I got through it and we're like, oh my gosh, that sounds terrible. So yeah. Well, we what we think you, th- what I said to them back, by the way, is that you need to be comfortable being uncomfortable because running is free falling. So if you're telling me that you're more comfortable running at a slower cadence, remember not slower pace guys, slower cadence. What it's saying is you have to have a conversation with you on, I've got to let go a little bit. Right. Because honestly, as, as you do fall, as you do, uh,
0: get used to the uncomfortableness of breathing heavy and your heart pumping, it actually can become easier, right? (laughs) It can become effortless because you are able to run longer, farther, faster because you're not using your muscle muscles. You're using your heart muscle and your lung muscle, right?
1: Here's, yeah, and here's the challenge. Running is never effortless. Running is the hardest thing there is. Guys, every time you're on one leg, you realize you're using every single muscle in your body simply to balance on that one leg and it's 1500 steps a mile. So the, the reality is, is, we are, do, we are already embarking on something that is challenging. What we're saying is be more efficient. Okay. So effortless to us for runner X is that the actual pulling of the foot itself is not effort. It's not work. It's not, it's not pull or it's not, you know, that's the challenge. It's simply up, 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 like a light little tap where the effort is, is in your breathing and holding your shoulders up, holding your ears, shoulders, hips in line, 68% of your body weight, you've got to hold up. And we get stuck in wanting to use our legs instead of just allowing our body to fall forward and pulling our foot up. Cause that's a trust issue. <laughs>
0: That's true. That's true. That's yeah. tr- so that brings back to the, what are the thoughts then you were saying that they need to kind of come back into their own belief and their own thoughts about um, not being able to let go and basically fall? Is that right?
1: Is that what you and, said to the members? And, and I said, find a fall point you know, like focus, like really get in touch with you and your breathing and where you are. And by the way, I will go on a little further. And someone said, well, what if I'm on a treadmill and I'm really struggling on the treadmill? And I said, well, remember on the treadmill, there's no falling, you're keeping up with the belt. However, on a treadmill is one of the best places to practice that pose, that upper body. So if you're really struggling on the lower part, Bring the belt speed down. You can still have a high cadence without running fast. And I think a lot of people get stuck in wanting to run faster. So then you're falling faster than you can basically keep up with. So then Uh it goes back to being present. if I can pull at 180 and stay comfortable, say comfortable. If I can stay at 180, but my pace is like, I don't know, 10 minutes. So what? Hang out there for a while. You'll get... You know that that's where we get stuck. So, I think that sometimes what we think is comfortable is really actually you telling me uh, you didn't want your heart. Maybe you didn't yeah. like having your heart rate up, and you haven't yet really learned how to just free fall a little bit. You uh, did a drill
0: with uh, uh, with me. This was in a when we were group coaching like years, a couple of years ago, and it was curb curb runs, right? And mm-hmm. we were working on you know leading. By, by lifting from our center of mass from our hips and not just our feet right mm-hmm. and you've turned on I remember we're gonna age ourselves it was that um that uh song from um Beverly Hills cop
1: shake and down I love that song
0: shake down yeah and it's 180 <laughs> yeah. and you turned it on its what like three and a half minutes four minutes tops yeah and yeah. we had to curb run for that four minutes right if we right. could right that was the goal because it was right. a perfect 180. now it was challenging. But when we got done, we were like, "Wow, that felt great! Wow, right? I was Mm -hmm. running though theoretically because I was curb running, right? People have to realize that. To me, that was that was when it clicked for me that it wasn't about speed as much as it was about falling, right? And the cadence of one eighty isn't. It doesn't have to be about. Oh my God, I'm going so fast. I'm gonna, you know, I'm I'm gonna. Right. fall, right? Well, you are falling, but I didn't want to say it like that. It was like when you're on a treadmill and you can't keep up and you're afraid you're going to faceplant. Right. I didn't feel like that at all, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> so, I think that's what people feel like when they think 180 or when they hear the metronome. Well, and I think if you find a song that's
1: 180 and just do a curb run to it, you'll kind of get a sense of that's not that that's not that bad. Well, the curb run also to keep in mind is a is also a strength and elasticity exercise. Okay. And you weren't falling. You were going, you were staying still, but you were having to move your foot, your feet at the pace that you needed to run at. And right. this is important guys, let think about it. And I'll say this for a lot of my runners that are either getting into running or injured or what, you know, whatnot, it's not a lack of fitness. It's a lack of understanding how to even use and develop. You haven't developed your muscle elasticity. So many people come in to run RX If you've been pushing and reaching in your run, You have not been using muscle elasticity. You've been using active muscle contraction. So things like showing you and letting you feel, you can actually do 180 pulls for four minutes, three, four minutes, and you were fine, is like Mm -hmm. a, a confidence builder. The main thing about those curb runs is you had to hold your ears, shoulders, hips in line. Right. And that makes you better at being able to run, better at holding your fall. This is where a lot of people have Uh, The challenge in the beginning of the run, like we just said it, they're trying to fall further than they can sustain. They're trying to keep up with maybe too fast of a beat. And guys, most people come in at 165. So we're not saying you have to do it overnight. We spend 12 weeks in our program helping people get to that point to even just hold their pose.
0: Okay, that is a great conversation, guys. So if you have been trying to do this, if you've been following our drills, give the curb runs a, a go. Turn on that shakedown music. I think you can get it on uh, <laughs> Spotify or iTunes. Um, I sure. love it. I it, I can't help but um, but basically want to do curb runs and, and pony drills whenever I hear it. And we will talk to you next week. Thank you for joining us on the RunRx podcast. If you'd like to know more, join us at www.runnerx.fit. And if you have additional questions that you'd like answered on the podcast, email us at support at runnerx.fit.